Welcome to Casual Babble. Hey, it's your boy, BC Babble. This conversation could get a little Now, weird. I'm not trying to say that I'm a nerd, but we are definitely about to get our nerd on. So, this is Casual Babble. Beautiful individual, welcome back to Casual Babble. Today, we're jumping into the realm of PR and marketing. With me today in the studio is the creative mind behind Amy Able Creative. It is Amy Able herself. That's me. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Excited to be Ooh, here. Busy Wednesday for the two of us so far. Um, much activity for you today with clients and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Always busy. Always busy. So you really don't have like a, There's really, is there any kind of regularity to your day today? Or is that a, and if there is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, typically I'm in a transitional period right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as I briefly mentioned before we got on air, I just accepted a new position at an agency, mm-hmm. an agency much larger than my own project. Um, so my day-to-day has changed a bit. There's not really one universal day today. Like, like I would say my schedule is similar on a monthly basis mm-hmm. because we have content calendars coming out at the end of the month to prepare for the following one. Okay. And we have, you know, a certain number of emails we get out for our clients and all the marketing things happen sort of on a monthly basis. But day to day, it changes. And I love that. So you say we, how many people exactly are involved with Amy Able Creative? Well, we was more so referring to my new position, but Amy Able Creative, it's mainly me. My clients sometimes collaborate with me on our content calendars. Mm-hmm. Just We have a client meeting so they can inform me of upcoming things. Um, and then I've worked with photographers and copywriters in the past, and I have an analytics person. So none of I don't have any full-time employees for my own LLC, but I have worked with four people. But to be able to say that you have employees, like thinking like uh, uh, back to a time where you didn't have your own label and now being able to say that you've had your own employees, what's that like? Um, Like this person works for me. It is a whole different vibe. I mean, managing people, it just comes with a new set of challenges. Um, I enjoy it um, because I'm just a communicator at heart Mm -hmm. and... Communication has always just come kind of naturally to me. It, at first, definitely, it was like a point of like excitement, sort of, I guess. Like, mostly because other people were like, wow, you're literally a boss. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was never like a point of pride. It was just like, like yeah, I have more work than I can do alone. I think it's <laughs> finally time for me to like get some help, get some expertise. But I will say it's difficult in a creative field sometimes. And some of the people I took on, early on were people I'd known for years. One person was like a childhood friend and she is, our friendship is very important to me. I totally like appreciate the caliber of work she was doing, but she wasn't quite like gelling exactly with the type of work that we were doing. Like it takes a really specific personality type to be able to put out social media content for certain clients. It's a really personality-based business. And, like, it's not for everyone. And right. so sometimes just me having to navigate, like, this is a really good friend. We're preserving that over, like, working together. Like, if this doesn't work as a working relationship, then we let that go. We're not letting the friendship go. But me being a manager and having to figure, like, learning, my learning curve was how do I really articulate the kind of changes that I need made mm-hmm. or nudge along timelines and 
follow-ups in a way that is super respectful and still forceful because I I think I'm really good at that, but it was just the learning curve of doing that with a friend the first time was uh, an adjustment process. But now I actually do have two direct reports with my new job. Like I am a manager. I have two employees and um, I love it. I love managing people. I I like to be a leader. I I don't mind the client interface. So being a buffer between the clients and my direct reports, giving them the creative guidance and giving them the feedback. I'm excited to like nurture them and see them grow. So thankfully it wasn't one of those kind of situations where people say French work for friends because it creates blood. It was more that there was a particular style that you needed to have executed and this individual just wasn't quite in the ballpark. Would you say? Yeah, exactly. And I could see there being a situation with bad blood because I've worked for people before who just did not have good people skills. Mm-hmm. I worked for one person in particular who would just turn and burn every employee she had, like treat them disrespectfully. They would want to leave or she would fire them. So it really, I think it takes a special, like you have to be, you have to play well with mm. others and not everyone can do that. I think we've all had a bad manager before. Now to avoid, uh, to avoid trying to usher in the dropping of any names, was this someone that I know or somebody else? No, you don't know them. Okay. So I'll take but it as a blessing. I will <laughs> drop this Easter egg. Anyone who works in social media marketing in Charlotte knows who this person is and has probably worked for her and uh, probably has an anxiety disorder <sighs> because of it or had one at some point. But if anything, I learned what not to do in every scenario Mm -hmm. because I'm telling you people get like PTSD after working for her. And then afterwards they all kind of like reach out to everyone else. They were coworkers with and like decompress because it was a really stressful experience. So not the kind of professional renown you want to have develop about you when you're working in a major market kind of thing. No, not at all. So I think it's worth it that person, but you and I have worked for a collective boss before. We will not drop her name, but speaking of like trauma, so you recall <laughs> the morning where, so there was a particular morning where I was apparently supposed to come in and work for somebody, but that schedule that was made that said that wasn't shared with the team. So I was woken up at, I don't know, I don't think it was any further past like 5, 15 in the morning and I was destroyed by this person. And if you recall, I texted you that morning, I was like, Amy, go into your emails and please pull up the latest schedule we have from this person. And please tell me what it says I'm supposed to be doing this Monday morning. And you were like, yeah, you're not until the afternoon. I'm like, that's what I thought. But the way she executed her um, rooster call with me, we'll call it, <laughs> uh, literally to this day, and this was what? I haven't worked for that company for like 19. This was definitely while I was part-time. So like maybe 18 or 17. It's 2022 now. Probably so, 17. So five years later, what that morning did to me, oh, uh, actually every night, I cannot trust that I've set the right alarm. I'm every, so sorry. Every night, because I, I have two. So I've got my like Alexa clock and I have my phone. So one goes off, the Alexa goes off at like 5.50. And you have trust my, issues. My phone goes off five minutes even later. Even though that I, situation was not even a fault of your own. It was not a fault was, of my own. It was our boss's I fault. will look at my phone, see, okay, 5.55, turn it off. Turn over, think, wait, my God. I see it, turn back over, pull up my phone, and I'll do it like five plus times in a row. Were you filling in for the position that was to my left? Uh, I was filling in for, 
No, I was filling in for someone who was in the front row. Oh, producing. And I, th- I think it was either the Raleigh person or the Charlotte person. Oh, okay. One of those two. Gotcha. Um, that is yeah. so, okay. If it, that's like less of a big deal than if it was someone on air, first of all, because like True. you can cover that. Uh-huh. But I bet if it was Charlotte, then the Raleigh person was raising a stink. If it was Raleigh, then the Charlotte person was raising a stink. You really didn't know either one of those two, to be honest. But to this day, <laughs> I grumpy still have old men. Issues. We worked with a lot of grumpy uh, old men. It's and it's. Uh, I hate that. But uh. Uh, let me just. You're not going to get an apology from our boss. Let me extend <laughs> an apology. True. That was not right. True. That was not fair. I was actually thinking about her on the way in here because I was thinking about my journey to like working for myself and how having bosses just wasn't really up my alley. And I had some difficulties with different management styles, but I do remember having amazing coworkers who would like have my back. Mm -hmm. Like here's a story that reflects poorly on me. Um, my birthday, what, how old was I turning? Probably like 25. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Probably 25. Um, I went out, my friends took me out. We were out all night. Mm -hmm. It was a week night. It was so unnecessary. The level of celebrating that we did it and <laughs> i lost my phone in an uber that night oh, which no. is my alarm clock so i you know fully fully imbibe really seize the day on all the partying we did the next day i wake up at like 9 9 30 a.m my shift's obviously supposed to start at like 5 30 in Four the morning hours earlier, right. so i completely <laughs> missed the morning drive oh, no but you didn't get a phone call didn't get a phone Whoa. call because my phone, phone is wasn't in an there. uber on god's <laughs> somewhere oh my god <laughs> i was saying wait you didn't get a phone oh you don't know where your phone is no not a fucking so you clue can't receive that phone call dang um i so thank god for mainly scott i think covered for me but they all divided it up he, scott he gem, tony yeah. rich these guys had my back god bless them and keep them for, like god for four hours i think too. they served as a buffer between me and too because Linda doesn't come in the morning shift and so they could have easily called her and been like we don't know where Amy is right and Colin covered for me too he's great but like they knew it was my birthday and they knew I was a messy bitch so they were just <laughs> like she needs help let's just cover this one and they covered for me so many times uh-huh. like I deserved to lose that job so much sooner except that when I was there I like I could do a decent job on air. Like I sounded yeah. good. That kept me in there. And Girl, you always sound good though. I don't think you put you. effort into that voice. It no, just I, rolls off the tongue. I appreciate that. Wow, high praise. Stop playing like you don't know. Stop it. Well, I I but you're right. I don't really put effort into it. It's just a natural <laughs> thing. But also like I feel like they had trouble keeping people. Yeah. And there weren't that many women. Like we had Susan and Samantha who mm-hmm. were great, but like what was the girl who sat last row on the end, but she was another Amy? Wasn't she another Amy? Last row on the which end? So back row of of anchors, but she her seat was on technically left? on the left, past oh. Rich. She was an anchor? I think so. She had like the whole microphone set up and whatnot, but she had like the, she had the little candy bird sitting there. She liked Batman. She was huge in the oh, Batman. Oh, Amy. Yeah. Other Amy. Amy. Yeah. yeah. She was a producer. Yeah. Oh, she was a producer. Okay. Yes. And she worked from home most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember seeing her like anything past my first full year. If, I know. If we got the years would go by and right. I wouldn't see her or Samantha. Um, Jay was also a steady anchor. Of, I mean, he wasn't literally an anchor. He was a producer, but he was like a cornerstone of that background. 
That's right, well. Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he relo- relocated to Colorado. But he and was still working part-time. Yeah, which is crazy Yeah, to me. different time zone, but still part-time. The money wasn't that good. But he was it working was crazy hours for... And he, like, didn't even have social media. Like, I would, he's hilarious. Like, uh-huh. I would want to, like crack jokes with him and we would sometimes exchange like funny snarky emails but like he was i think i remember a couple times coming into the office and you two were already cackling about something yeah he was hilarious you were were always kept me laughing he was awesome so let's tell him still is probably i just want to talk to him let's trace over your journey a bit more so you and i went to app state i think we may have kind of conversed a couple times because you graduated early an hour before hour a year before i did um i think only as a result of me being the uh, gear guy upstairs. Maybe we conversed for that reason. Um, so talk about um, coming out of college, getting that uh, first position as an anchor. And then did you already have your desire then to kind of move into being your own boss or how did that start? Well, um, so I started as a part-time producer mm-hmm. uh, first because I interned with iHeartMedia between my junior and senior years, I think, of college. So applied for a job with Linda, got hired as a part-time producer. Uh-huh. It was just like easy, fun. I mean, nice to have the name iHeartMedia on your resume. Sure. Yeah. It's super recognizable. Um, but of course I was working like 6 p.m. to midnights, which was fine with me. I actually kind of honestly miss that schedule sometimes. Yeah, Weirdly it's, it's fun because like the if you depending on who you're working with like I got to work with True. Anthony a bunch who was awesome and then he was great Brianna like mm-hmm. several people who I would produce with we were just like bros we would like watch TV get takeout we were chilling we would take naps we would be doing yoga mm-hmm. um and working obviously very sure. diligently pouring oh, yeah. our heart and soul into the producing of course mm-hmm. but then I got my kind of foot in the door with doing some of the like once I started moving into like the 9 a.m. to 11 or like weird one to four shifts during the, actual the daytime, daytime stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was able to pick up a couple like voice spots with mm-hmm. Benny. And I did a lot of that over the years, which was like super exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up doing some voice work freelance for a while, just one offs here and there, which I loved. Um, and then. Linda suggested I train a little bit on doing some traffic reports. And that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. I wanted to be on air. Yeah. I was on air at App State and I loved it. I don't hate the sound of my own voice. I was ready to get on air. Yeah. Um, that seemed like one of the only ways, even though I was like, I don't want to do a split shift. That sounds terrible, which uh-huh. it was. Yeah. I was like, I want Samantha's job because she works like 12 to 6 or whatever her shift was. was it was perfect. 11.30 to like 5.15 because she and Scott would essentially trade off. Right. Perfect. I want. I wanted either their schedule or what was the other dude's schedule? The other dude that sat next to, that sat in Sam's chair in the morning. What was his name? Oh, with the glasses. Kevin. Kevin. So either one of their yeah, schedules I wanted. His wasn't split too. I mean, I feel like there was a way that more people could have done that, but I, you know. Yeah. So eventually I was just like the fill-in person for a while, which was uh-huh. awesome because I just made it my priority to be available. She right. would put me wherever someone would call out. And then at one point someone left. Her name was Kimmy and she was the Norfolk uh, 
producer mm-hmm. or anchor. Anchor, okay. And so I was like a two-week fill-in or I would be like a three-week fill-in. At one point, I think I, I was Samantha's fill-in for a little while because she broke like both her ankles or something crazy and oh, had Lord. to have a really intense recovery. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm here at your disposal. Put me <laughs> in, coach. And then I got a phone call when I was on vacation actually in Portland that Linda was oh, able okay. to as- officially offer me a full-time job. And I was thrilled. She was like, it doesn't pay a ton. Like, this is the rate. But I didn't care because it was like my first full-time job. It was, full-time. It was in radio. Some benefits too. Uh, no, well, I was under 26, so I actually was still oh. on my parents' benefits. Okay, there you go. But yeah, that opportunity was there. It was just huge for me. Um, at this point, I was loving my coworkers, like the team, but you know, the good ones. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> mm. I was just excited. And I did know that I like still love doing social media. But at that point, my vision was like, Hey, cool. I'm on, I'm on the radio. Let's see where this goes. Maybe I could transition into being like more personality or like afternoon drive. Yeah. And um, so that's, that's kind of what kind of led me into embracing that position and really going with it. I think I was full time for like two years. Yeah. Because I was there for like three total. Yeah. Same. So it took about a year, I guess, to get a full time job. But when I was part time with them, I was still working um, a part time job. Like Whole Foods, I was like okay. bagging groceries, working sure. cashier. You know, it's not very much money, but I was working. I was living at my parents' house at the time, and so expenses were low. And after college, you just you kind of have to work for very little, which is like yeah. unfair, but especially in radio. And hopefully, you build up your reputation enough to where something comes along and you can snag it, or you know the right person. Yeah, you it's, have to. It's all really, about knowing somebody. Like being a young person in in any industry. It's really important to network, mm-hmm. learn people's names, introduce yourself, ask to shadow them. Even if they're not in your department, people are the kindest with young people just starting out in any yeah. industry. That's, you know, across the board, I believe. And a lot of people want that opportunity to lead. If someone came to me right now and they're like, I just really want to learn about social media. Like, would it be okay if I like tag along to a meeting or shadow you? I would probably be flattered that they looked up to what I'm doing. And I would be like, yeah, absolutely. I, a lot of people want that mentor opportunity to be able to like nurture someone along. Yeah. But you mentioned earlier, so you're now in kind of a transitional period, though, because you have this brand new awesome job on the West Coast. um, And to confirm, it's going to be remote for a little while, but they're going to help you relocate uh, in March? Yes, In March. So does that kind of throw what your schedule was before this offer now into kind of a craze or like kind of a a little chaotic? Or how is it being handled? Well, um, I actually... So I've been like manifesting this for a while. So I I stopped pursuing new business a couple months ago because I knew I wanted to move. Right. I knew I wanted to get more business on the West Coast or figure out something over there. So I stopped pursuing new business and a couple of my clients went through some transitions. One of them sold her business. Okay. So we terminated our contract because the new owner was not wanting to budget for marketing. And then another client really just weathered a ton through COVID. And they Uh were like, we need to kind of change our game plan, figure out our new, our new model. So we're going to have to put a pause on our marketing. Um, And that came about right in the middle of December. And so it was honestly perfect timing. I still have a couple clients and um, I, one of them I'm very active with. I also manage their website, their PR, their events. And I haven't quite figured out the transition plan on that yet, but um, I hope to be able to bring them on cause I can bring on new clients to my oh, cool. new agency. 
I'd love to bring them on, but I just haven't floated the idea with them yet because I know that, um, and actually my new business, my new company does have small operations in Charlotte. So there's a person here who could potentially help with that transition as well. Nice. Yeah. So that would be best case scenario. I have a really good relationship with this client. I would love to continue working with them. I've been with them since before they opened. So it feels like they're my baby Mm because they were like one of my first clients when I worked this thing full time. Um, but you know, if not, I'm, I'm mentally just recently came to the realization, like nothing really lasts forever, Amy, like if the client yeah. goes in a different direction, it'll be fine because I want to be present in San Diego, which is where I'll be. And then yeah. another client of mine is actually based in New York. So I can oh, continue good. running that one. Yeah. It's a fairly simple type of account. And then I have some work that I do with an agency in Bloomington, um, just because I have a mentor who owns an agency there and she's fabulous but um i think i might i'll probably scale back on stuff with them and just keep her sort of in keep in contact with her she's a great like she's become a friend of mine and a mentor so yeah that the working hours right now that transition's a little weird because sure yeah i am now getting up at like eight or nine like i have this to-do list this to-do list and my team is not awake for three or four more hours after that so i'm like it kind of, I like it because it gives me a chance to like get ahead of the day because uh-huh. I have a million emails coming to me. But um, then at the end of the day, when I'm like ready to wrap up around six, They're it's only like three at, o'clock at right. time. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to tag out now, but if you need anything, let me know. Sure. That will change once I'm out there though. We'll all be like on the, on the same, same time, schedule yeah. roughly. Now with the clients that you think you'll be able to keep working with, will they still be clients of Amy Creative or will they be clients of your new agency but you'll be the one handling their work? Well, that really depends um the the larger account in theory. Like again, this is all speculation. Uh-huh. They would be a client of my new agency, but I would be the account manager likely, mm-hmm. but we would just have more resources. We would outsource photo shoots more. And I would have more of a team behind me to build out their content calendar and do all that. Um and then for another one, I don't know. It depends on if they're interested in moving forward. It might just be a side project because it's such a small account. Mm-hmm. And so what is specifically, I don't think we got the full title. What is your specific new title, like a PR agent? Or what, what do you call on paper for this agency? Account manager. Account manager, okay. Mm-hmm. So, and do they already have a kind of a roster of ones of potential prospects? Thank you. Prospective clients for you. I've got a full client load. So this isn't a new position that was created. I am stepping in as someone else's leaving. So I have um, one of my clients is actually a chain of sandwich shops. And there's like 11 shops. Um, Another hospitality group is a couple chain restaurants and then two taco shops. And then um, another account is a hospitality group. So they have like four hotels and two bars. Mm-hmm. And then another one is a chain of four coffee shops and a bean ro- coffee bean roastery. And, and then another bar restaurant that's really popular. So it's all hospitality, but it's like a lot of individual accounts. So the clients that have multiple um, uh, locations, are they all kind of localized or are they kind of cross country? They're most in Southern California. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So in with that, depending on how much they're spread out, does that require you to alter demographic targeting at all based on what city they're in or if they're in a major market or is it all pretty, is it all kind of 
across the board for the one client, kind of the same technique? That's a good question. So since they're all in Southern California, the culture of the brand is very consistent. We don't mm. change it. And I think the same would be for a lot of the chains. They want their, you want your brand culture to be really recognizable, really consistent. So it may not vary at all based on region. The mm. way we do it with this client is social media account wise, we do have a regional account several areas like for orange okay, yeah. county there's one account for san diego county there's one account but mm -hmm. then there, there might be five restaurants in san diego county but they're all represented with this one account i never realized san diego was a county and a city yeah i learned something new every day i did uh, not know that it's news to me too so you've gone from being an employee to being the boss and now being for the most part an employee again kind of both kind of I'm both a manager. yeah and so with having that time that you had being the boss what has that given you into your new venture? And then also what has that taught you to not budge on in regards to how as a employee, you hope to be kind of treated and seen. Wait, 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 let's start with the first part of the question. We're going like <laughs> I didn't really that was deep. So big. <laughs> wait, well, what did you ask? So, so, okay. So you've had this, you've been employee boss, not employee boss thing with yes. a new position. So, Having that experience as a boss, what? Okay, so what? If, what have what I brought? You, with yeah, me? what are you bringing into this new position? Yeah, well, I, I think being independent was the best experience I could mm -hmm. have had. Be, having to, because I, I really had to do every job. Like being my own startup, I had to do every role, including the client interface, including the actual. Um, execution of all these projects, the granular nitty gritty, like the copywriting that I even was taking photographs and even trying to code things on websites. Mm -hmm. I did it all. And I, once I realized like you cannot be a master of all of these things, the, the caliber of what I want to deliver for my clients and under my name exceeds what I'm capable of achieving all on my own. That's a fact. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not superwoman. It's it's a privilege to be able to outsource. That's why I loved hiring people for projects because I love being able to pass this off to someone. And it feels like you're cheating. It feels like you're plagiarizing. Like, write this copy for me and then we're good. But that's just doing good business. Like, yeah. you can't do it all yourself. But the experience of being, having to cover all of these responsibilities really is what is enabling me to be able to manage and be the big idea person and kind of like nurture and give feedback on this more granular stuff that someone else executes. Okay. And being an employee, learning how my managers communicated with me, what worked, what didn't work. I have a very, I feel confident in my footing yeah. with being like the interpersonal. Yeah. And you know what you're not looking for. Yeah, that is very easy to identify. <laughs> and so going into this networking with this uh, agency, and I'm sure other ones that you were in discussions with, um, as you were moving, as you were taking this transition on, um, in your mind, were there certain things that you told yourself, okay, no matter who I'm going to talk to for this a new position, these are the things I want. I know that I want mm. out of it. So what were those things for you? Okay, so one really, really big one for me was some kind of perception or value of work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Because with my agency, I kept it small enough that I could still take a day off if I needed to. I could manage sure. every email in my inbox if I needed to. Um, I liked being at a manageable size. Mm -hmm. And I had some wrenches come into 
my life the last year I, I broke a leg at one point and so i had to be able to take time off you know yeah i do recall those instagram stories very much yes i documented it <laughs> you sure. did very well <laughs> and so i this is actually the only agency i spoke with the other companies i was speaking with were bigger tech companies mm -hmm. like really like mid-level to very large tech companies um, and even had uh, like a headhunter approach me and like harass me about a job with Apple. Like she w she called my phone over and over again to the point where, where I was like, I had to block the number because it kept going off in a meeting I was yeah. in. And so like ordinarily, you know, like Apple, great, obviously sure. huge company, big name recognition. Right. That's something I would consider. But um, the approaches from all these other companies about to work-life balance was really not what I was looking for. Oh, okay. And even though the money was bigger, the pay was like way better. Yeah. I mean, not way better, but definitely like uh, a chunk more. Yeah. Um, I knew I would rather sacrifice money and feel like, especially moving to a new city and having to change so much of my life, going with this agency felt like a really, really nice fit for me lifestyle-wise because the work was really similar to what I was doing over here, just a larger scale, bigger team. Yeah. And um, the money was very, it was still attractive. Like the offer they gave me was enough for me to accept with enthusiasm. And I even had like a little bit of negotiation periods there. But I, there's like only so much, I don't think there's any dollar amount in the world that's going to make me want to work like, more than 45 hours a week, honestly. Yeah. Unless there's like, like there were weeks when I was working by myself that I definitely like nose to the grindstone worked a million hours. It felt mm -hmm. like, but no, there's no, uh, even if someone was like, here is $2 million a year, but you have to work 80 hours a week. I wouldn't do it. I can't yeah. do it. That's like hard. not my priority in life. I'm, hours a week. I'm, Jeez. I'm no. And I know someone who You're just literally worked 79 hours last week. And Ooh. I was like, my heart broke for that. Cause I was like, <laughs> I, that yeah. would never be me. I would rather be like, and is that one job for them or are they working yeah, multiple? that's one job. Oh Salaried. Because it's like once you're on salary, oh, they good, just yeah. have to, Yeah. But um, this agency, the general attitude of the two, the manager and the owner that I spoke with, were very like, we want you to have like a balance. And in social media, it can be difficult because social media never turns off. Right. So some agencies, some tech companies will even say like, well, yeah, you're on call all the time because like, what if a message comes in? Yeah. But my attitude and this agency's attitude, which is why I felt like it was a good fit, is like, we're on the clock during these hours. And there's not really such a thing as like an emergency in social media. Right. Unless like maybe there's a fire, but like social right. media should not be the first point of contact for anyone. Yeah, exactly. So. so unless you see a story about your agency, like shutting down your boss didn't tell you, you should have some like downtime, essentially. There's no scenario. <laughs> right. There's no scenario I can think of where like a social media manager of a restaurant needs to be woken up at three in the morning. Mm. For something like for what there's no scenario like exactly yeah. like how special do you think this sandwich is going to be and in social media and marketing i think people kind of get in this space of being like i don't know if addicted is the right word but they're kind of addicted to like this adrenaline and like 
social media is addictive by nature. So like sure. checking my phone every five minutes and like responding to a message as soon as it comes in, like some people just get attached to this anxiety headspace. Right. And that is not my style. Like, <laughs> I love I, the hand movements while you say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yes. I can do great work and I don't have to be like chained to my client's inbox. There's no need. And most of my clients understand that because yeah. I work with some really intelligent people. So yeah. So they, you know what you're doing. They know what they want. So once you get it set into motion, you just let it flow. And I do offer to be on call. Um, and I, I do check periodically because my phone is in my hand so mm-hmm. much. So I don't want to undersell. Like it is a full time, like around the clock kind of thing. But in, in beverage, food and hospitality, I, it's just part of the wonderful territory that like if I was a news reporter it would be different yeah but it's for not. sure maybe if i was an apple social media strategist it would be different yeah but, and that job does pay way more than the, <laughs> the one that i've accepted but i bet <laughs> i just didn't yeah it wasn't for me and the the style of the recruiter i was like this is not gonna work like i don't know that's good do you have any plans from here well of course we're gonna let you kind of get into this new position especially after your relocation and experience it in full uh, do you have any future plans where maybe you plan to jump off and just be full Amy, I'm the boss kind of venture? Any like developing platforms you're kind of conceptualizing in your head for future launching, anything like that? I honestly would love to just continue growing with this agency. I see some real potential for growth and more leadership opportunities with them. Um, the people who own it and run it and work for it are just so, they seem incredible. And I, so I'm excited to be like among people like them. And the only thing I could see myself pursuing further would be maybe spend some more time on my personal social media, maybe sure. get more into that content game, but still, you know, working and continuing. Not a lot of people stay in agency life. Mm-hmm. Like a good tenure at an agency is like, two years maybe so who knows maybe something else will come at that two-year mark but um i see a lot of growth potential and i actually like the idea of being in sales mm-hmm. so maybe even going to acquire more business for them we'll see that'd be pretty awesome if i got a chance to sit you down in front of a bunch of either pr uh, majors or uh other kinds of marketing or advertising majors and their questions tend to center around what should my plan be if I want to be the boss one day? What points of advice would you give them? Working for other people teaches you a lot. And then trying to make a go of it yourself also teaches you a lot. So yeah. I guess some people, if I, I guess my piece of advice maybe would be if you can't get the job you want, if you can't get the pay that you want or the position or the opportunity, don't shy away from just creating it for yourself, going out and getting it. That's what I did. I, yeah. I applied for jobs. I interviewed for jobs to be a social media strategist for these larger companies. And no one was, um, I wasn't getting those offers. So I started out freelance. I created my own agency, kind of felt like out of thin air because it was a need. It, you know, I filled a need and word of mouth spread. And I had, I was in my hometown, so resources and referrals came through. Um, so use the network that you have. Um, but I, I would encourage anyone who's curious or interested in going out on their own to do it. It was nothing but a positive experience for me. Even the tough days were my favorite days. They were better than any other day working for some of our past businesses. Mm.
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me in the studio today. I really appreciate it. Follow Amy on her platforms. Her links will be in the description below. And I, if I don't get to see you again before your big move, I hope that your transition is very smooth. So I hope it's everything you hope it is and more. Thank and I you. hope you like, I hope the way you grow over there is beyond what your expectations are. That's very kind. Thank yes. you so much. It's been fun talking with you. Have a great night and we'll see you on the next episode of Casual Babble. Thank you.